Tonight, this pastor asked me to come up and give a little message. I kind of thought of different things were just running through my head, what I'm going to speak on, what I'm going to do. And and it just so happens that one thing came to mind, and that was relying on God. So tonight, everybody has a piece of paper. Everyone that has a piece of paper, take it out. And if you have a pen, can you put on there frog? Just write the word frog. Frog. You're like, where in the world is it going with this? But let me pray before I get too deep in this because I'm going to need these guys' help, seriously. Father, we just come to you tonight, Lord, and we thank you, God, so much, Lord, for your love and your grace and, Father, your mercy. Father, I just come to you right now, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that you allow this word, Lord, that's so true, Lord, it speaks volumes, God. I just pray, Lord, that it hits the hearts, God, of all of us, God, that we leave this place, Lord, changed, God, because of what you have done, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, for your anointing, Lord, just to fall fresh upon me, Lord, and, Lord, enable me, Lord, just to speak this word clear and concise, Lord, to allow people to understand, God, what you have tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Does everybody write the word frog down? F-R-O-G. You're like, where is he going with this? Okay, well, I was thinking about the letters. F-R-O-G. F is for fully. R is for relying. O is for on. And G is for God. Fully relying on God. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you going to get froggy tonight? <laughs> Let me hear it. Going to get froggy tonight? Uh, if you agree with it, say ribbit. <laughs> ribbit. <laughs> so yeah, tonight I just want to talk about fully relying upon God. You know, that is a huge, a huge thing that we need to learn how to do that. We need to learn how to fully rely upon God. Lots of times we rely upon God, and lots of times we're like, yeah, God, I rely on you for this, I rely on you for that. But there's these things that, that I just want to keep. These things that I'm not going to totally trust you in. You know, we may not say that right to them, but there are things in our life that, that happens. And we've got to say, God, I fully rely upon you. If you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. The Bible reads, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up. On the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You see, these 12 disciples, they were fishermen. Not all of them, but most of them were fishermen. And they experienced times on this lake where storms, in my research, I found out that in this lake, lots of times what happened, storms would just rise up, just rise up. And without warning, they didn't know it was going to come. And these waves would rise up and just storms just dump on them. And these storms would be furious and they would rock the boat and the waves would crash in. But these disciples, they're fishermen. And it seems as if they should be able to know how to handle it. It's their profession. We're fishermen, you know, we're used to this. But you see, they panicked, and they're like, God, we're going to drown. And Jesus said, you have little faith. You know, sometimes, like us, you know, we're we're going through life, and we're like, man, God, you're going to let this happen to me. But God's like, I see the end in sight. God's like, I know what's going on, and I got your back. I have you. But anyway, the disciples, I imagine the disciples were like, wow, like, Man, we're with the real deal. We're with Jesus. We're with this guy. Even the wind and the waves obey him. That's me. You know, I'm just a little guy, right? 
I'm just a little guy. And in high school, I devised this plan. I'm like, you know, I'm a little guy. I need to protect myself. I wasn't like a real good fighter, but I could run. I was fast. So I came with the idea that I had a, there was a lot of people that, you know, I came in contact with. But I chose my friends by, by how big they were. I chose my friends by, like, if they look like they could fight, you're my friend. Just so that I know that I got my back covered. If something comes up and something, you know, <laughs> if something goes down, you know, I have these big friends, these big dudes that, that's going to back me up. And that's why I'm friends with Pastor, you know. He's a big guy. <laughs> So these disciples were like, man, we're with the real deal, man. We don't have to worry about anything. Even the winds, the ocean listens to God and they obey him. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? But what does it really mean to fully rely upon God? That means with every ounce of our being. You see, there's times in our lives when we feel, when we're like, God, why should I rely on you? Or God, do you even know what you're doing? I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I prayed for something so hard. So hard, and nothing seemed to happen. And it's like, God, where are you at? I could have did this faster myself. See, one thing that we need to realize is that when we're relying on God, that we need to give it all to him. We need to realize that his timing and his will is perfect. I have another story here. You guys remember the account when Jesus goes in and he raises Lazarus from the dead, right? Let me read this to you. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary, comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Mary heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again and the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Martha's like, oh God, man, you know, if you would have been here, Martha's kind of like us, you know, we're like, God, if you would have been here, and God, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't have happened. But man, I love the response of Jesus. He said, if I would have been here, He said, I'm here now. I could imagine Jesus looking at her and saying, don't you know that I am the Alpha and the Omega? Don't you know that I'm the beginning and the end? Don't you know that I am the giver of life? Don't you know that I'm not defined by time, but I define time myself. And I'm never late. I'm always on time. And sometimes I feel that that's where we're at right now. Sometimes we're like, God, where are you at in this situation? God, I could do this faster myself, but God's like, don't you know who I am? Sometimes we need to realize who we are actually relying upon. We're relying upon a holy God, a righteous God, a sovereign God, a God that knows all things, a God that is perfect and his timing is perfect. God is always on time. As I was thinking about this, I thought about the three Hebrew boys. And remember how they came to King Nebuchadnezzar and And Nebuchadnezzar made this image, and he wanted them to bow down to him and worship this false and and idol God. But these Hebrew boys decided, you know, we're not going to worship this. We're not going to worship this God. We're not going to fall into this state. They came to the point where King Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you into the fire, and I'm going to burn you. It seemed as if God wasn't going to show up, right? It seemed as the end when Nebuchadnezzar threw them in the fire. 
But guess what? God showed up. God waited until the rope was tied around them, until they were in the fire. And guess what? God showed up. And guess what? When God shows up, he shows out. Just to let you know. When God shows up, he shows out. See, I don't know about you, but I know there's been times in my life when God seemed like God was waiting to the last minute to bring me out. But when God showed up, man, he showed out. God is saying, will you rely on me? Will you rely on my strength? God is saying that I got your back. You don't have to worry about it. I got you. It seems as if in life we go down the road and everybody here knows that when you're driving, you always hit a pothole, right? There's not a road here in Lancaster County that you don't hit a pothole in. So it's not always smooth and clean sailing. And we need to realize that sometimes we had a rough spot in the road. Sometimes we're not on a mountaintop experience. Sometimes we're in the valley. And sometimes we face hard times. And you're like, how do I rely on God in these hard times? We didn't know that God has got us. Amen. You remember the story of Job here. It says, in the book of Job, it says, One day, when Job's sons and daughters were fasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkey were grazing nearby. And the Sabines attacked made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, Five God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said that the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, Another messenger came and said, your sons and your daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they are dead. And I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshiped and said, naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. You see, in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. This was a hard day. I couldn't imagine going through this, man. I couldn't imagine losing everything that I have. My kids, my, my house, my crops, my livestock, my car in that sense. I couldn't imagine losing all this. You see, Job was broken, and he was hurt, but he still relied upon the name of the Lord. He still relied upon God. He said that he worshiped God. He didn't curse him, but he worshiped God in the midst of that. That's something that we need to learn as Christians, that we need to learn that God knows what he's doing, and we need to trust him. We need to trust God. When the road seems hard and the road seems rocky, we need to trust God. And relied upon his strength. A few years ago, actually it was about two years ago, I didn't face anything as hard as Job. I didn't face anything on that level. But it seemed as if in this spot, a couple years ago, my wife was pregnant with our daughter, Jaina. 
And, uh, you know, things were going great, you know. I had a great job. I was a mason. I was making good money. My wife had a job. We had a house. Everything was going great. Everything was riding, rolling smoothly. Stacy got pregnant. We were all so excited. Everybody was excited. Our family was excited. We're, we're having, you know, we're having a baby. Grandparents were excited. And uh, in that process, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited to be a dad. And all of a sudden, as kept going on, you know, Stacy continued to work. Stacy took off last month for work, and her job called her. She took a leave of absence, and her job called her and said, Stacy, you don't have to bother about coming back to work. We don't have any work for you. Man, that was a hard time for us. We're like, man, we have a baby coming. We have our house. How are we going to make it? How are we going to see ourselves through this? It seems that it happened all the ones that seemed at work at my job was starting to slow down. It was only putting a couple days a weekend, and things were getting tight. And we said, God, how in the world are we going to get through this? And God spoke one word to me, be thankful and rely upon me. So you know what we did? We began to thank God for what he did bless us with. We began to thank God for the days that I was able to work. We began to praise God for them instances. And guess what? God saw us through. I, I still to this day don't know how we made it. But God saw us through. Imagine some of us, even by raising hands tonight, has God ever showed up in your life with an instance like that? Where you didn't know how you were going to make it. You didn't know how it was going to happen, but God stepped in. You see, when we're relying on God, there's a great deal of trust that goes in with it. God's saying, if you would just trust in me, if you would just stop relying on your own self, if you would stop relying on your own strength. You see, these disciples, when they were on the boat with Jesus, they're fishermen. They're out on this boat, and it's like, God, we're going to drown. You're sleeping, Jesus? Are you serious? We're going to drown. And Jesus wakes up and says, ye have little faith. Don't you have faith in me? Don't you know that I'm going to bring you out? We need to trust God. We need to trust God and relying on God. We need to trust him. Back when me and Stacy first started dating and got married and different things, I had a good friend that rode motorcycle. And he had a nice Harley Davidson, real nice Harley Davidson. And one night we're going to Bible study. I'll swing around and pick you up, Sam. We'll go out to Bible study. I'm like, all right. He comes in with the motorcycle. He's like, you know what, Sam? I'm not the girl. You're going to be the girl. You're going to wear a wig. I'm like, no, I'm not wearing a wig, man. Are you crazy? We had this tussle, you know. It was like, you're wearing a wig. I said, no, I'm not wearing a wig. I just robbed the church, man. But anyway, so he gave up on the wig idea, so. I put the helmet on, and we hop on the bike, and I'm like, man, I never rode a bike in my life. I was never passenger on a bike. And he's like, when, he's like, he explained to me, when we're going around the corners, going around the curves, you just lean into it with me. You just follow my lead. When we're going around the corners, I lean to make my turn. And I was like, all right, I got this. You know, I was on the back, and, and I was leaning with him, and everything was great. We got to church, and we had a great time and everything. Brought me back home. Everything was great. And then about, it was about three months later, Stacy's brother, he's a speed racer, man. Everything is fast. I mean, everything is fast. He has this, what you call a cross rod, them fast bikes. And he's like, yo, Sam, you want to go for a ride on this with me? I'm like, so he's like, all right, you want to hop on this with me? I'm like, yeah, I'll hop on here with you, man. And I'm like, to myself, I'm like, I got this. I rode with my friend. I know how to lean into the curves and everything. We're on the back of this bike. And we're like, we're driving, we're riding, and things great. You know, everything's going well. And we hit Route 10. Next thing I know, man, he's hammering down, man. We're hammering down. Like, it was a nice straight road at first. 
Then all of a sudden up ahead, I seen a herb and this guy wasn't slowing down. I'm like, man, what is this guy doing? He's going to kill me. He doesn't like me. I'm like, he's going to kill me. But anyway, we're riding and then all of a sudden he starts leaning in this turn, right? And me, I'm like, man, this guy's crazy. So we're leaning in this turn and I'm trying to counterweight it because I'm scared. I'm thinking that he's going to drop this bike. So I'm trying to lean back, lean on the other end. He turns, he yelled at me, yelled, lean with me, man. And get back and he yells at me for not leaning with him and whatnot. And I'm like, man, dude, we were almost touching the ground. He's like, yeah, if, he's like, if you didn't lean with me, it was more of a chance of us having an accident if you didn't lean with me. And out of that, I'm like, man, this is how God is. So my brother-in-law knew what I needed to do. My brother-in-law knew what he had to do. I was dumb. I tried to rely on my own strength and do my own thing. But you see, God is saying tonight, will you just trust me? Will you let me drive you on my motorcycle? Can you picture that? Riding on the back of a motorcycle with Jesus. If you trust God, if you trust Jesus, if you rely on Jesus, he's going to take you places that you've never been. He's going to do things in your life that you never thought or imagined that you could do because you're relying on Jesus. My brother-in-law was hitting top speed, and he was like, man, that's the fastest I ever went on Route 10. I'm like, yeah, I know, with me on the back. You see, God wants you to trust him tonight. And, man, he's going to do some amazing things in your life. Thank you, Jesus. You see, we can't take it upon ourselves. We got to let God be our driver. Have you ever ridden with somebody in a car? You know, maybe you haven't had that experience with a crossbreaker. Have you ever ridden with someone in a car where, I mean, you're trying to control the gas and the brake pedal on the passenger seat. Will you just let God control the gas and the brake pedal tonight? I think God is telling us tonight. This is how God spoke to me in this message. I think God is telling us to just rely on me. God's saying that I know what I'm doing. God's saying that I'm in control of this. I see what was going on. Will you just trust me? God's saying, will you just put all your trust and all your dependence upon me? Because I got you. Sometimes we go through spots where it's like, is God actually here? But God says that I'm here with you. I'm everywhere. I'm omnipresent. I'm everywhere. I like this psalm here in the book of Psalms 139. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, and if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness is not dark to you. Hallelujah, God. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light to you. So no matter where you're at in your life, no matter where you're at, all you have to do is trust God and rely on him and he's right there. He is right there. You see, sometimes God allows us to go through hard times in our lives just so that we learn to depend upon him just so that we learn that we're human and that we can't do things on our own, but we need to rely on God. If you're relying on God for something tonight, and it almost seems impossible, it almost seems as if, you, God, I know, I know that you're there, but God, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time relying on you in this situation. I'm having a hard time, God, 
In a few moments, I'd like to open up the altar and just kind of close the service just around the altar. Let God know that, Lord, I totally and fully rely on you. There were a few hikers that were heading in from a hike. It was three of them. And all of a sudden, one of the hikers were going back and happened to step on an unsafe spot, and he fell down through somewhere, and he was stuck. Other hikers could get down there and get him. So the hikers were like, we can go back and get help. Not far off. So the hiker went back and got help. Went back and got rescue squad, got the firefighters, and got all these emergency people there to help help this man. The spot that he fell was almost too tiny for any grown-sized man to kind of get down and take the equipment that the person needed down there. So this hiker thought fast, and he's like, get somebody that, can, that we can see that can fit down this hole. So the hiker seen this young boy and seen his father. Went over and asked the father, he's like, yeah, man, we really need your son to help out here. We need your son to go down and save one of my friends it's close to me. And the father asked his son, talked to his son. And his son, yeah, dad, I, I want to go. I want to help. So they get back there. They get back there and they tie the boy up. They tie him up. They put harness on him. They put rope on him. They're going to they're gonna let him down in to take the rescue equipment to this man. And the firefighters and the rescue men let this boy know that they're going to hold on to you. I'm going to hold on to you. We're all going to be holding on to the end of this rope. We're not going to let you fall. And the boy was feeling a little bit feeling confident. He seen these strong firefighters and these strong hikers. They were experienced. They knew what they were doing. And he started to trust in them. Then all of a sudden, the boy stopped. And he said, no, I don't want you to hold on to the rope. The firefighter's like, why don't you want us to hold on to the rope? The boy said, I want my father to hold on to the end of the rope. The firefighter said, why? Your dad's skinny. Your dad's not strong as we are. The boy looked at the firefighter and at the rescue man and said, you know why I want my dad to hold on to that rope? Because I know that my dad won't let go. I know that my dad will hold on to that rope until he can't anymore. I'm not sure about you firefighters. I'm not sure about you rescue men. I don't know you like that. But I know my father and I trust him. I trust him. That is the same way we have it with Jesus, with our Heavenly Father. We know that we can trust God. We know that we can totally, totally rely upon him for our strength. I just want you to close your eyes now. And I want you to picture this scene here. I just want you to picture your Heavenly Father. Whatever that issue that you're relying on God for tonight, whatever it may be, I don't know. God knows. Whatever you're relying upon God for tonight, God's saying, I'm here for you. God's saying that I'm going to bring you out if you just trust in me. If you would just totally give it over to God and rely upon him. I want you to picture your heavenly father holding on to the end of that rope, saying, my son, my daughter, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you fall. I might not show up in your timing. I might not do the way that you think that I should do but I'm going to do what's right for you. And I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you out. I'm not going to let go. God will never, ever, ever let go of you. Just trust in tonight.
Whatever you're trusting God for. I just open up the altars even now. And if you just want to spend some time around the altar tonight and just say, God, I'm totally trusting you. I'll totally rely on you for this situation and do what you do best, God.